0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Court of Books and Booze. I am Skylar, also known as the Skywalker, and today, with me, as always, is the wonderful Jessica Golden, and the, sometimes, most of the time, wonderful, <laughs> <laughs> Amanda.
1: You're lucky I'm not married to you. <laughs> Amanda. Amanda
2: how's it going guys
0: it's been a long weekend
2: you say this every time you do you say it's been a long blank or i'm tired oh what a busy day this was it never fails mm-hmm.
0: listen
1: so why don't you tell us listen, something Linda. something fun that and that you enjoyed this weekend
0: something fun i enjoyed this weekend um no. well i watched bo burnham's Inside special for the first time this weekend. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That was a good time. It's
0: just not my... It's not my kind of humor. Like, I love the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I could watch a special one time and just be okay.
2: When I tell you that watching the special now, in 2023, is an extremely different experience to watching it when it came out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's an extremely different experience psychologically
1: yeah it's one of Nick's favorite artists he loves Bo Burnham man I think he watched that special for like three weeks straight when it came <laughs> out like that's all that was on
0: well we're so we're working on putting away stuff last night for our, uh, the mom-to-mom sale and I'm sitting in our little foyer area mm-hmm. and I'm putting stuff back in bins specifically the kids stuff and Jess is Flipping through the TV and she turned something on. I was like, oh, what'd you turn on? I turned on Inside. Like, what's Inside? <laughs> I was
1: well, like, like, just th- wait and see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what exactly what I said to you when you were like, oh, yeah, we watched Inside last night. I was like, what is that? Yeah. And then you said like, oh, yeah, that was my life for
2: three <laughs> weeks.
0: And then I was just glued to it for the next, what, it's an hour, an hour and a half.
2: Yeah, hour and a half. And then we started the, the outtakes, which is over an hour, and we got maybe a third way into that. And you were still glued to it yeah it's
1: good stuff it is stuff well that's good way to focus on the positive yeah positive
2: we do this at the (laughs) at the dinner table each day we'll go around and say what was your favorite part of the day and then we'll go around and say what was your least favorite part of the day so what was your favorite part of the weekend amanda (laughs) talk about a busy weekend
1: when are you not busy that's true that's true (laughs) this weekend was just filled with all these social stuff So lots of social things. So I'm very, my battery is very socially low. But we went to a couple new restaurants up in Mishawaka, South Bend area. Really cool. Um, Yeah, a bunch of places I hadn't been before. Like, I kid you not, I think I went to like four new places between Friday and Sunday. So between restaurants bars things like that so lots of fun lots of really cool places in the area things that i'd heard of but maybe just didn't have time to check out or i just don't think about it you know we get so stuck in a routine going to new things it's always a good time yeah it was good and then we went and had coffee this morning which was really nice too yeah it's like a sunday routine for us i swear i love it yeah so plants and coffee is my favorite thing love it So, so much so i had a lot of really good things a lot of really good things a lot of fun
2: so awesome yeah what about you, Jess? Oh, I did quite a, For me, I did quite a bit of socializing this weekend too. Got to hang out with Alicia yesterday at the sale, and then got to go to coffee with you today. Got to see Cody and Ryan because they were in town. Oh
0: yeah, that's always a bright a bright side. Is yeah. When they just show up.
2: We we go a little time without seeing them because they live what four hours away approximately, yeah. so. It's always nice when, well, they're usually more in this area than we are in that one. So it's always nice when they stop by.
1: Yeah, they're great people. Yeah. I haven't seen them in a while. I don't think I've seen them since your wedding. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they've been pretty busy the last year. So, yeah. Wow. Man. Time gets away from you. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) So crazy. All right. Speaking of crazy, this book. Oh, my gosh.
0: I'm uh I'm sipping some whiskey and coke tonight, because I didn't think that you know a,
2: that was a heavy book.
0: A, a local brew
2: was gonna get me through this. Guys, conversation. I
1: told you major trigger warnings. You did. I didn't write.
2: I didn't look at the trigger warnings going into it. I just dove right in. I like to be surprised. <laughs> fair. That's
1: fair. I just got my my usual twisted tea, but I had read this book before, so. I I knew what was coming. It was a little easier for you. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, I have the Camelot Mead Honey Wine from Oliver. Mm. Gosh, I love Oliver. Yeah. Good stuff. We've got a bunch of good things. Mm -hmm, For sure. They've got this um, Pilot out that is a lavender cucumber wine spritzer thing Mm. that I need. You need. I need. Mm-hmm. I've wanted it for a while, and then I just saw that they put out another new um, wine spritzer that is grapefruit and cardamom, and I'm like, ooh, I would like to try this one as well. Interesting. I love anything
1: grapefruit.
0: That's a road trip we're gonna have to make. Down uh, to Golden Image always talks about Oliver Winery, and because has oh, yeah. been multiple times and. I actually have one of the pilot bottles sitting on my shelf that
2: for the blueberry moscato yep. when it was brand new a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. We love that. Yeah, you're all you always have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that and the cherry moscato. I really like the cherry moscato too.
2: We've got the cherry and the lemon in the fridge right mm-hmm. now. Also, yeah,
1: good stuff. That wow. and
2: that nectar place up in Michigan.
0: Yeah, be nectar. Yeah.
2: yeah. We're going to have to... Have uh, some trips. Well, yeah, because on the way to bee Nectar up in Michigan, there's that um, Goodwill bookstore, like the outlet that oh, we're going to yeah. have to go to oh, yeah. on the way, because it's on the way. So Sounds like a solid Saturday trip. We're going to make a eight
0: hours of driving <laughs> for eh, Akabab road trip.
2: We can split
1: it up. <laughs> Stay the night if we have to. Hey, Plus Nick, yeah. He'd love it. He'd love it. like He likes the bean nectar stuff. Yeah. He's tried it and he really likes it, so. There we go. Maybe we can find him a little critter book, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to get the, the um, owner of the liquor store in town. Mm-hmm. He always asks me, like, every time we go in and get some of that stuff. He's like, well, I don't have a lot, and I haven't got feedback. And I was like, it's good. You need more of it, and it's just so hard because they can only get so much of yeah. one type of thing coming in. And so I was like, dude, no, you need to you need to invest more in this brand because it's good. And he's like, well, I just don't have a lot of people that, buy it, that buy it. And I was like, uh, Skyler and I buy it. <laughs> That's <laughs> you've fine. got two whole people. <laughs> I was like, I know that you're just getting Reds Wicked for Nick, so it's okay. Come on, come on. And he's like, yeah, you're right. You're That's right. funny. So I'm waiting <laughs> patiently. All
0: right, guys. So let's jump into it. This week, we read Verity by Colleen Hoover. It,
2: Coho. Yeah, it was our first Coho book. <laughs>
1: Maybe the last. <laughs> but
2: we, this, got,
1: we got others on our TBR. Honestly. Do we?
2: Yeah. Well, but. and supposedly this is a different style than the rest of her books, too. So it yeah, will be interesting is, as well.
1: This is like the single thriller that she's written. Everything else is more romance from yeah. what I've heard. So So, have you read any others of hers? No, because we started this thing and it was on our TBR list. (laughs) So just wait for everybody else. So I I slowed it down a bit.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, Verity was published in 2018. Its page count is 336. It is an adult psychological thriller. And the trigger warnings we've got are blood and gore, mental illness, death of a child, death of a parent murder attempted murder attempted suicide child abuse child neglect abortion infidelity spousal abuse sexual content and violence everything you can think of yeah so a lot um all right so lo and ashley is a struggling writer on the brink of financial ruin when she accepts the job offer of a lifetime jeremy crawford Husband of best-selling author Verity Crawford has hired Lowen to complete the remaining books in a successful series that his injured wife is unable to finish. Lowen arrives at the Crawford home, ready to sort through years of Verity's notes and outlines, hoping to find enough material to get her started. What Lowen doesn't expect is to uncover the chaotic. D- oh, eh, restart. What Lowen doesn't expect to uncover in the chaotic office is an unfinished bio Nope. What Loewen doesn't expect to uncover in the chaotic office is an unfinished autobiography Verity never intended for anyone to read. Page after page of bone-chilling admissions, including Verity's recollection of what really happened the day her daughter died. Lowen decides to keep the manuscript hidden from Jeremy, knowing its contents would devastate the already grieving father. But as Lowen's feelings for Jeremy begin to intensify, she recognizes all the ways that she could benefit if he were to read his wife's words. After all, no matter how devoted Jeremy is to his injured wife, a truth this horrifying would make it impossible for him to continue to love her. This is your book, Amanda. Why don't you start this one off?
1: <laughs> Just because I had read it before. Um, I guess I kind of want to ask you guys more questions because, like I said, I've been sitting on this book for about five, six months now. So I was very excited for you guys to read this, but I was telling Jess this morning that I didn't want to give away too many things because I did tell you like there were spoilers and things like that because like you said, like both of her kids die in this, like there's attempted suicide, like it's stuff that's really heavy, especially with what is said in the manuscripts about how her kids died. Yes. It could be very hard for a parent to read so I think that that was one of the things that I had seen other people talk about is how that was very, very hard to get through, those little pieces. Um, but
2: it starts off with a bang. Yeah, and- the very first sentence is <laughs> is a big one.
1: Yeah, she talks about how she's walking across the street and she this, watches this guy get hit by a car and watches his head pop. Yep. Gets blood
2: all up her and... So we, we start off really hot,
1: which is what drew me in. I think I read this book in a day. So so what were your first thoughts going in when you, because it's literally the first sentence, like page one, you're already in a big moment to where it's like, hey, it doesn't necessarily pertain to the rest of the story, but you do meet the first, like the main two characters, essentially.
2: Well, two of the three main characters. hmm Like I didn't go into the book kind of like kind of like with most books. I, I don't go into them reading the the synopsis on the back or mm-hmm. in the inside cover. I just kind of want to be surprised. I'm like, "Oh, this is this is going to be fun. We'll just find out together what this is about." Yeah. <laughs> Did it
1: draw your attention to where you're like, "Okay, what the heck is going on?"
2: Yeah, so that first paragraph I'm like okay so we're already in the thick of it let's see exactly what's going on here um and so you know that happens and then she runs into Jeremy who is like here you know I'll help get you cleaned up Mm -hmm. let's step away from the situation and calm down you know because she just saw something traumatic and um as soon as that happened and they were getting her cleaned up and he shared a shirt to you know let her get her bloody shirt off um I was like well I immediately know the direction that this is going at the beginning I'm like I absolutely know that he is going to be somebody in her meeting Mm -hmm. yeah I was like well that at least that was very obvious yeah (laughs) so let's see where this goes and what you know what the whole situation is about and what her reaction ends up being and I was almost
1: wondering, because I was on the same page where, like, okay, obviously this is going to be someone important, Mm -hmm. but I was also wondering, like, okay, well, who was the guy that got hit? Maybe he was going to be someone important, too. I was wondering that as I was going through, Mm -hmm. if that was ever going to come full circle. It didn't, but I always had that in the back of my head, like, well, what if he was someone important? But then Mm -hmm. she did say at one point, like, someone that died by habit of being on their phone and just walking across the street, so... Um, but I always had that like, Oh, well, maybe this is going to like be a full yeah. comeback around, but it huh. didn't end up being that, which is okay.
2: But I, I didn't have that thought. Mm-hmm. That's um Yeah. Sky, what'd you think starting off?
1: I mean, it, it's a, it's
0: a hot way to start the book. It, it grabs your attention It pulls you in. Um, how, how do I say this? I wanted just even in the first chapter for her to be in, more shock because I mean, you know, you witness something like that and it's like, that's life altering.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it just kind of happens. And then we just kind of forget about it.
1: Yeah. I feel like I would like that person would have had like severe PTSD or something like that.
2: Well, keep in mind, it's a, an extremely different setting too. They're in the middle of New York city and we're in small town, Indiana. And she even mentions at one point where it's like, you see people get hit crossing the street all the time. Um, this one was just a little bit graphic and you're not always standing that close to get person on you, but she's not from New York. No, but, she, but she I, did mention that. Yeah. Because there
1: were people that were just walking by, like it was okay, that thing. True. Um, because I think she made a comment that if we were in back in her hometown, everyone would have stopped and see yeah. if they could help or whatever, you're something right. like that. Um,
2: but then also just being in the mindset that she's been because her mom just died, you know, a week ago and yeah, she hasn't left her apartment it, yeah. this whole time. So um, it seemed like for a while she was kind of just, uh, she might have been in shock because she just didn't react to anything. Didn't really have much of a reaction at all consciously. Yeah, which does make more sense when
1: we find out about all of that later on. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I think that it was kind of a little like okay cool it was just to <laughs> me to me
0: it's a little off-putting because if you're able to hear the pop Blech. say it slowly. <laughs> the pop let's not then you would think that that would be just mind shattering and i mean she kind of she goes through the steps afterwards where i mean she's jeremy meets her and he's like are you okay and she's like, I don't know. <laughs> but other than that, it's just, it doesn't play any kind of like major.
1: Yeah. It's just like said and done. Right. Chapter one, we're
0: good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it forces True. the meeting between her and Jeremy in the beginning of this book. But, but... it
2: doesn't affect her later, which you would think it would. Oh, just I mean, it, it, like if that happened to me, I'd have nightmares about it the rest of my life. I'd be affected so much. Yes, yeah. you would. I would
1: be so affected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does seem like it was just placed there as a dramatic introduction to those two characters. Yeah, because like you said, it doesn't, it doesn't get brought up again. So I think it was just a way to be like, all right, they're in it. Yeah, and this is gonna set the tone for the rest of their relationship for real. <laughs> so I think that that was the purpose, and it did its job. Yeah, very exactly. well. So, so yeah. So moving forward. Turns out Jeremy is a person that she was having the meeting with, and he offers her this deal um, telling her that his wife was in a car accident and can no longer finish out the rest of her contract and wants to hire Lowen to finish the last three books. Because Lowen's writing was his wife's favorite. She was the fa- favorite author of his wife, Verity, hence the title. So he wanted to bring her in to finish the book and wanted to bring her to their house so she can look through all of his wife's stuff and get in her mindset so she was able to finish the book. And offered her quite a bit of money. A hell of a lot of money. What What was the final offer? Was it $500,000? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For all three. Yep. And okay. with her mom and all that, she was in quite a bit of a pickle financially. So right. she really
2: couldn't turn it down. Yeah.
0: She was being evicted <clears throat> and
2: had all that. like, no money for anything and
0: so we also meet her editor in this section of the book mm-hmm. and it's a Corey? Mm-hmm. towards the after the conversation with jeremy he's like well how do you know that he's jeremy wasn't the one who caused the car accident did you guys have that thought following through the rest of this book like yeah that is kind of odd
1: I don't think at that point I had any reason to believe that he caused the car accident.
0: But it's not something that just stuck in the back of your head throughout the rest of the book?
1: I don't remember. (laughs)
2: No. no. You don't think so?
1: You think it was just a comment and then you just kind of...
2: Yeah, I didn't didn't think any further on that. I mean... I think... Because she kind of did say because he had offered for her
1: to stay at their house because she was going through the whole eviction thing of her apartment. Mm -hmm. So she made a comment about how she just kind of blew Corey off because she thought he was just some jealous ex-boyfriend, Yeah, which in my head, I guess I kind of thought it was just like another comment to be like, well, think about this, think about this, think about this as a way to just put doubt in her mind Mm -hmm. that she shouldn't be doing it.
2: Yeah. But she, and then she also was like, you know, I write, suspense and things you think i haven't thought of right of this sort of thing um you know they always look to the spouse first about any issues and she's like but there wasn't you know there wasn't any foul play that they said or whatever mm-hmm. so
0: it's just something that like it stuck with you it did it was like you know we're, we're trying to set the tone for a book that's supposed to be a thriller mm-hmm. so let's shove this in at the very beginning and kind of just put that in the back of your head and just leave it there right yeah
2: yeah Yeah, no i mean i definitely was suspicious of jeremy for something because i you know knowing the kind of book that it's going to be so i was curious to see you know if something was gonna be going on with him but you know as soon as we got to the home i was like nope this is verity's the the one that's Making things real thriller like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So she goes to the house,
1: which is roughly, what did she say, four hours, six hours, something like that of a drive. Um, And she listens to Verity's first book on audio and has like all these doubts about um, how good of a writer she is and is she going to be able to live up to the expectation of being a co writer and all these things. Gets to the house she is put in the bedroom closest to the office
2: and which was the master bedroom the master bedroom <laughs> <laughs> which i think is just so weird yeah but whatever B- bizarre
1: situation yeah <laughs> i just, whatever it is what it is um goes into her office sees tons of things so she's got books she's written. Um, notes everywhere and eventually finds an unfinished autobiography
2: like shoved in the bottom of a drawer that she was right just a hard copy right right so
1: what was the original plan of her staying was it only two weeks
2: no it wasn't even that it it was was like two days
1: days. yeah okay because it ended up being longer a couple weeks
2: well, right. so she first pulled in, and she got past the gate and pulled up to the house, and her first interaction with anybody is just seeing this kid right outside her window, just staring at her. And so that was Crew, their son. and she, it, Yeah, the
1: youngest. It was
2: a really weird situation, because she, like, says something to him, and he just stares at her and then walks away. Real creepy, so I was like, oh, gosh, what is, you know, what's his deal going to be? What is...
0: He's this part of savior.
2: What's he going to have <laughs> to do with making this book suspenseful? Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So when you, when she first started with the manuscript, what, what were your thoughts? Like, oh, she's, she picked up this autobiography. Did you think it was just, did you think it was going to be anything important?
0: <laughs> I do want to step back real quick and just say her calling crew an asshole was
2: one of my favorite things in this book. Because he just ignored her and right, walked away. Then and she's like, okay, the, asshole.
0: Slammed the door in his face. And she's like, oh, I didn't mean that. That's just a child. And I was like, yeah, I feel that.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all parents think it. It's all right. Hey, yeah. Where's the line? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Go <laughs> no, you're
1: good. You're good. So when she found the manuscript or the, yeah, the autobiography unfinished, when she found that, did you think it was going to be such a big part of the story? Or were you just like, oh, she's going through her stuff. She found this.
0: You like, want to hear a funny story, real quick? So I started listening to it on Monday on my way to work. And by the time I got home, I was probably about halfway through the book. And Jess had just picked it up. And I looked at her and I was like, hey, <laughs> have you hit the so be it
2: chapters yet? And she's like, because that is no. the name of the manuscript, right? Is so be it. Mm-hmm.
0: And she's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And I gave him a really weird look. So Tuesday, I finished the book, and she's sitting on the recliner reading it. I was like, hey, have you you hit any of the Soviet chapters yet? And she looked at me for a long second, and she's like, I don't understand what you're saying. (laughs) What are the Soviet chapters?
1: Soviet.
2: (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) he asked me this question and all I heard was, have you hit the Soviet chapters yet? And in my brain, I'm thinking, I don't understand what any of this has to do with Russia. (laughs) It was so
1: funny. That's fair. That is fair. It nothing. The answer is nothing. Yeah.
2: it's, It's nothing. I, you know, I, I would have thought someone posing that question would just say, have you hit the autobiography yet? Have you hit the manuscript yet? Nope. Have you hit the Soviet yet? The Soviet?
0: The whatever. Well, in the audio (laughs) book on Audible, they say,
2: you know, Soviet chapter one. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I, I definitely knew that it was going to play a large part, um, In some form, just because they were, the the chapters of the manuscript were their own chapters in the book. It wasn't like, you know, you're in the middle of a chapter and then we've got the quotes and you read like an excerpt. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like that. It starts its whole brand new chapter with a whole different title style and everything going through this manuscript. So it's like reading it, you know, reading the book and the autobiography kind of all together interspersed. And so yeah, it, it definitely I knew it was gonna be a big part.
1: I did find myself like just getting through like present day stuff with Loan because I was like, I just wanna get to the manuscript. Like let's yeah. go back because it got juicy.
0: Well in I mean the first half of this book, the the stuff with Loan is just kinda boring. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's like <clears throat> Well, I'm gonna stare out this window and watch Jeremy shirtless. I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> All right. Oh, you're noticing the teeth marks in the headboard. Oh, you're biting the teeth marks in the headboard. It was just—it was one of those things where it's like the manuscript made the book, and I'm glad that they broke it into the way they did. And in the audio book, they had. A voice actress for lowen and they had a voice actress for the verity chapters
2: oh nice nice, nice.
0: so it, it kind of broke that monotony that's cool
2: yeah i like yeah, that a lot i like that too mm. so during the initial meeting um lowen and Corey had to sign a non-disclosure agreement before they would give any information about the book deal um or Verity, or anything of that sort. It was all just very vague. And so they did, and that's how they found out that she was injured. Um, But it was kind of questionable what the extent was, and Lowen was very curious, um, you know, what the extent of her injuries are if she can't finish her books. But um, she's not
1: dead, so it's kind of like exactly. well, hey, what's going on.
2: Because, like in any of the news articles that she did look up, um, it it was very vague, extremely vague, but but insinuated that she was doing just fine. So then, when she gets to the house and um, gets settled in, and then Jeremy takes her to meet Verity, essentially, we find out that she's bedridden. You're not not completely bedridden, but can't move around on her own, essentially. For for lack of a better term, she, she is a vegetable.
1: Yeah, like in a vegetative state.
2: Yeah. And
1: <laughs> Skylar. This is why we need the
0: personal cameras so everybody can see when <laughs> Jess looks at me like that.
2: Oh boy. And um so like she's conscious, she can do things but they they said that she's essentially um at the point of infancy mentally. Right. She can't feed herself but she can swallow, you know, she can't can't talk, do anything, or, yeah. can't talk, can't interact. Her eyes just kind of move around sometimes and she can move her mouth and you know that sort of thing, but nothing else going on and so that's that's how she meets her and and i think she was a little shocked at the state of you know what was going on there Yeah,
1: because she's still in the house like she's upstairs in her own separate room yes um, and just has nurses come and take care of her downstairs no it was no upstairs, it was upstairs
2: it? her they lowen is downstairs they put verity upstairs because crew. they wanted to be near crew Jeremy wanted to be near crew, but he didn't want to not be in his own bedroom.
0: You know, I could have sworn that that was flipped that she's that the in no. the beginning of the book they said the office was upstairs.
1: No, the office and no. the master on the main floor. Yep. And then everyone else's bedrooms are upstairs. Mhm. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Sorry.
0: Continue.
2: That's okay. Yeah, so Jeremy's the spare room that he's in is upstairs. Crew's bedroom is upstairs. Verity's room now is upstairs. They've moved out of the master for this. And we're all together on that floor. And so they let Loan have the master downstairs. So Keep in mind, this is works. a massive home. Right. Because they have a lot of money. There's a lot of grounds. It's It's big. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's, yeah. So that was, so she found out. What's going on with Verity? Kind of creeped her out. Yeah. Kind of creeped her out a little bit.
1: But I think it would for anybody. I mean... How would... Yeah, you don't know how to react in that situation. Right. Especially when she's downstairs sifting through her office to try and finish her work while she's upstairs.
0: And she finds the most raunchy freaking manuscript on the planet.
2: Exactly. So it's (laughs) kind of like... "Eh." Yeah. So chapter one of the manuscript she found, the autobiography, is... Verity and Jeremy's first meeting and how they got together and how they stayed together.
1: It was, was, it was sex. It was kept them together. Yeah. Literally
2: based wholly on that. Yes. So very, very detailed, very descriptive Mm -hmm. scenes. It's a
1: little bit of, a little bit of smut that we haven't seen yet on this podcast. So it's spicy.
2: Yeah. A little spicy. Yeah but so in this time she's you know also going through and checking out the other books and trying to find outlines for the final three and you know just familiarizing herself with her writing style and trying to do that all while being plagued by oh I need to read more chapters of this manuscript because this is what's interesting and and yeah keeping me going here
1: isn't it around this time that she finds out that they had two daughters that passed?
0: No, she finds out before she gets to the house because she Googled.
1: Cause she, it's she just Googled not. Them. And she said that one died from an allergy. Yes. But that's the anaphylaxis. Ex- yes. And another drowned, but that's the extent of what she knows. Yes. So, yep, exactly.
0: But when she met Jeremy after the head popping incident, um, <laughs>
2: Yes. So insensitive. Her
0: and Jeremy were having a conversation, and he's like, well, yeah, I've seen worse. I just pulled my eight-year-old daughter out of a lake.
1: Yep. Yeah, just a couple months before this. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, we do get background.
1: A little bit on that. Right there. Um, They just plant, like, little seeds, and then they just build on those mm -hmm. things as we go.
2: Yep. So. So then we're getting into the point of the autobiography where she ends up getting engaged to Jeremy and then getting pregnant that night, that same night. Yay. She was not excited (laughs) and she was not happy. She said, I was only happy because he seemed happy. And even that was short lived. I think she ended the first chapter or two with like really ominous, sentences saying you know we were so in love until we weren't and he loved something more Mm -hmm. or everything was great until it wasn't and it sucked and we're like okay well why 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 did it It end sucking it kept you going
1: for (laughs) sure yeah yeah
2: i
0: mean essentially the only thing that happens with lowen after this though is i mean she's slowly maybe not so slowly falling for jeremy um you know we get a couple glimpses of Verity acting strange, uh, making like eye contact with her, and very notably, it's creepy she's stuff. There. Yeah, it's yeah, creepy right.
2: stuff.
1: It's like really makes your skin crawl a little bit. Absolutely. But you have all this doubt as she does because you're just like, well, I don't know if that was intentional because she still can like look around a little bit, and so she kind of just brushes it off. Like, there's no way that, like this is what i think it is it's not a big deal i'm just getting in my own head about it and just still is weirded out but it's just kind of
2: yeah i think
1: no it's it's fine
2: what was the first situation where she was sitting outside on the deck and watching jeremy at the dock with crew and she was just watching him Mm -hmm. and she glances back and sees verity or what she thinks is sees verity staring at her from mm-hmm. her bedroom window yeah and then the curtain moves and she's like because crew oh had, was waving and yeah. said something waving
1: at her window <laughs> and so she turned and she thought she saw her and the curtain moved as wasn't she was like the so she wasn't rushes. There one before
0: that though where the nurse has her outside and, sitting on the patio right right oh and, yeah uh Lowen's looking out the window And the nurse leaves, and she swears that Verity's just, like, staring at her. Yeah, she,
2: like, looked away and then looked back at the window, and she swore Verity was just staring at her inside of her office. It honestly
1: gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Yes. That was the
2: creepiest part. And, like, honestly, I've got to say, I knew immediately, like, that first time I was like, oh, she is absolutely in there. She's what's going to make this book. Mm Mm-hmm suspenseful Mm -hmm. look here's my
0: issue with this book i have watched enough horror movies that this is such a common trope of Mm. where you know oh my son has died but here's his favorite doll or Eh. oh here's my paraplegic son take care of him that i mean this just doesn't it doesn't frighten me the way that I I wanted it to. It doesn't have me on the edge of my seat like, Oh, I have no idea where this is going. You know what I'm saying?
2: Like It creeped me out though. It definitely creeped me out. Like I didn't know exactly the contents of the book and where it was going. I knew some of the themes and how they were going to play out in a way. Like like I said, you know, knowing that you know she's definitely in there, and something bizarre is gonna go on with her and the whole situation, especially as there's becoming something more between Jeremy and Lowen. you know there's gonna be something there in that regard, like yeah, that was totally obvious, but I had no right. idea exactly what we were getting into mm-hmm. specifically
0: hey and and no shame on Jeremy by the way, I mean. I understand that he's he's married, but he doesn't think his wife is there. I mean, am I the only one who didn't have an issue with him maybe falling in love with the main character of this book?
1: While his wife is in the house?
0: But, I mean, she, he how do I say this? Mentally, she is not there, as far as he knows.
2: I wouldn't say I didn't have an issue with it. I would say that I'm not surprised that that could happen for someone that is lacking any sort of personal comfort and and having another adult to talk to. And, you know, I can see the attachment happening to somebody that's there around you all the time. Do I say, you know, I don't blame you. Good job. No. I'm not no. saying good job. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I mean,
0: it like the nurse was like looking down oh, on that like relationship sh- like this entire time, yeah.
2: and it, and to me, it's like. But I can understand the shaming, also.
1: I mean, how long? How
2: long was she? Was the car accident? I don't it, remember the time frame. It only been a few months.
0: A few months of being with a wife who shows no signs of cognitive action
1: so, but uh, okay but i'm at, saying like if you if your wife
2: if your wife died oh uh, yeah i'm not saying you jess no but okay. if your wife but died if you a couple months ago right would that still in? be okay yeah you jumping back in that ocean already because it's almost
1: like the same sense of grief yes i mean
0: i'm personally i'm not but everybody's different i'm just you know d- to me i feel like she just wrote it to make him seem kind of gross. And to me, it just didn't come off that way.
2: I didn't think
1: he was gross either, but...
2: No, I didn't think the situation was, was gross.
1: I don't know, because like you said, like everyone is different. And so if someone mm-hmm. thinks that that's not okay, like I don't... I was not surprised that the nurse was looking down on the exactly. relationship either. Yep. Because... But I'm also not saying that maybe in his headspace... He might have been thinking just like you, so I can see both sides of it. But like you said, everyone's opinion is different, so I wasn't surprised to see both angles there.
2: Exactly, and, you know, looking at it, I wasn't seeing him in the perspective of, um, like, he is developing these feelings to find true love again I was seeing it he was just developing a connection to someone there someone whole someone who was kind to him and you know right. someone attractive right. and you know was just developing that connection because he's been so desperately missing any of that for a while no. so I'm, I'm not surprised that that's something yeah. that could happen yet I'm also not surprised that someone could like Look down on that or be grossed out by that or whatever.
1: Now, let me tell you, though,
2: that. what I would have a problem with
1: is sleeping with another woman in the same room where I used to share with my wife while she <clears throat> is in a vegetative state upstairs.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a little. That a little I icky. was like, um, I don't know if that was. Yeah. Not, not in the bed
1: you share with your wife. I understand getting in those feelings of that intimacy, especially since he hasn't had it in months. I get that. I just don't think the timing or the place was appropriate. Yeah.
0: I mean, I can agree. I can agree with that. I just get again. I, f- I felt like one, the nurse was crazy by herself, <laughs> but two, I mean, I, d- I feel like Colleen Hoover wanted us to not root for Lowen and Jeremy's relationship. And I kind of, I was kind of like, but why not?
2: I didn't get that from the writing style. No? Mm Mm-mm. I don't know. Okay. Hot take. Hmm. So she continues seeing these, what seem like weird happenings, um, regarding Verity because then very soon after that, um, what, is she up there in, uh, in Verity's room with crew? What's the situation there? Why no, were they up there? No, she was
0: downstairs making food or something, <coughs> and she hears crew yelling from the room yeah oh, okay And he comes out with a cut on his chin
2: well i don't think he even comes out no, she goes she, in there oh
0: that's right and
1: then and there's a knife, the knife on, on the floor, floor. Yeah. yeah and so she grabs him takes him across the hall to the bathroom to clean him up and when she comes back the knife is missing
2: yeah jeremy comes up there to the bathroom and is like what happened and right. she said she just saw him there with the knife on the floor and a and cut on his chin assuming that he fell and he said mommy told me not to touch her knife before Jeremy came in, right? He said that, right? And she, and she like has a mini heart attack, and she's like, "Your mom told that to you. Mm-hmm. Y- you heard her say that to you." Mm-hmm. And then he he clams up, and he's like, "No, yeah, yeah." Just just shakes his head at her.
0: This poor little boy.
2: I know.
1: Like he's, the he's trauma. So much childhood trauma. Especially after Insane. what we find out later,
2: yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. So then Jeremy handles um crew. He doesn't need stitches or anything, just needs patched up. And she goes into Verity's room to find the knife and it's missing. So she's like, you know, what happened? Is looking on the ground and she she pops back up from looking on the ground and like underneath the bed and Verity is staring at her. Ugh. Like, with her head turned sideways, just staring at her. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, freaking out reading it at this point, because I don't... Ugh, suspense gets me. That's why I don't watch horror movies. I'm not a fan. So, I was like, we need to find out what this she's bitch such, is doing. <laughs> she's such a good character. <laughs> yep, and it's just what continues after that, of more of reading more of the... Manuscript and trying to write more of the book and getting yeah so closer in the, with Jeremy. In, in the manuscript, she finds out
1: that Verity, manuscript Verity, finds out that they're pregnant with twins. So they have these twin girls, Chasten and Harper. Well,
2: and all through the pregnancy, because <sighs> Jeremy is ecstatic. He's so excited. Right. So excited to be a dad. And then at one point...
1: Maybe this hasn't happened yet. When she asked, no, this had not happened yet. Mm-mm. I'm going to back up.
2: Yeah. She does not want to have these babies. Because she is obsessed with Jeremy and is realizing that it seems like he's going to love them. More than her, yes. or even loving them in addition to her, and she is not okay with yep. that. She wants to keep all to herself. Yeah. So she goes through all these attempts
1: to ignite an abortion, essentially. So she doesn't she graphic. Take a, she takes a bunch of pills. Yeah. There's a scene with a wire hanger. I'm gonna just leave that at that. Yeah. Um, it's very, very intense. The extent that she goes to, To. Try and abort these babies.
2: Yeah, she says a uh, accidental fall down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Yes, but
1: essentially nothing works. Babies are both born healthy. One of them is born with a scratch on their cheek, mm-hmm. which we can assume happened with one of the tops. Yes,
0: makes me think of Finding Nemo.
1: My fin. Yeah, it's his my lucky, lucky fin. fin. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So. It's it's when it starts getting, like... Intense. Yeah. Very, very difficult to read at some points. So, um, both babies are born healthy. So, Jeremy's so excited. So excited. Loves these babies so much. And uh, they come home and they end up hiring a uh, full-time nanny. Verity also is staying at home because she's trying to get back into her writing. Jeremy goes back to work eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's even said that uh, she lets the babies cry all day so she can sleep and then tends to them right before he gets home so he doesn't realize anything has happened.
2: Yep, she turns the baby monitors off when he leaves and their room is on the other side of the house from her and so she just lets them cry so she can get extra sleep and get work done. And then right before he comes home, she feeds them and gets them down to sleep because they've exhausted themselves crying all day. And he thinks that she's the greatest mother in the world. God, that's so fucked up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That was a struggle. Like That was more of a struggle for me to read than the abortion attempts. Just having been in the position where I cannot let my baby cry. So. So she's she's doing um, a fun bit of neglect there. Yeah,
1: it's not great. hmm It's not great. And then at one point she has a dream where Harper is doing something to Chaston. Killing her
2: somehow. Smothering her.
1: Smothering her. Right. Mm-hmm. So she wakes up in a panic, hears a baby cry, goes into the nursery, and is disappointed to find that it's Harper crying. Well yeah, and she's
0: like she's finally like, Oh, I love one of my kids. Yeah. She said and she it just happens to be Chastin.
2: She realized at that time yep. that oh, she's like, Oh, is this what Jeremy feels like all the time for the kids? Because this is the first time she's ever had affection toward one of them and worry for one of them. Yeah. And yeah. Felt protective mm-hmm. over one of the child yeah. uh, children.
1: And as she's holding Harper, she thinks that maybe her dreams is some like manifestation yeah of what might happen in the future. So she's like I could just I could just kill her right now and save Chastain and all would be good. So she actually starts choking this child until Jeremy comes in and interrupts her.
2: Yep. She said she says that she had to think about a way to kill her without it Coming back to her. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Bizarre. Bizarre. Crazy. Gosh.
1: So crazy. Yeah. So. And, then,
2: and then, then move on. Well, and then she freaks out because he gets her back down to sleep and they go to bed and she sees the baby monitor sitting right there staring at the cribs and she's like, Oh God, if Jeremy saw me, yeah. what would he think? Mm-hmm. I have to be better about this. Yeah.
0: It, well, she turned it off before she went into the room because the baby started crying and they were in the middle of doing stuff so oh, she turned it off. Yeah. She's like, let, "Let me finish." Yeah. And he's like, "No, I'm I'm going to go." And so <laughs> she resigned and went and checked on the checked on the babies.
1: Yeah. you're almost you're almost, almost out of your heavy drink for your heavy book. Yeah.
2: So we go through a while in her autobiography of all the chapters becoming chastened this, chastened that and just completely Harper not existing in mm-hmm. there. Um and what it seems like it's getting to that point in real life too where she'll you know talk with Jeremy and be like well Chasten learned this she did that whatever and he's getting pissed off and it finally blows up about you know you never say anything about Harper Mm -hmm. you know throws a fit about that and and she's like oh gosh I thought I was I I didn't realize I was being obvious right and she just says that well
1: all all children have different needs they're just different different children different personalities they need different things and then goes on to say that their teacher
2: thinks that Harper might have Asperger's. Because she's not social or talkative or Mm -hmm. playful. Mm -hmm. Um, She's just kind of quiet and to herself. Yes. Yeah.
1: So it kind of throws that little nugget in there like, see, I do pay attention. And they're
2: like three at this point, right? Right. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Three. They're at daycare, which Jeremy's mad about because... um, Verdi enrolled him in daycare without consulting him, and
2: just picked like the first daycare she found. Look, like,
0: and... at, at this point in the manuscript, I'm like, okay, let's just skip over all the bad shit because I'm sick and tired of of reading about it. It's a lot. It is a <clears> lot. <throat> a lot of graphic
2: negativity.
0: A very small amount of time. Because mm-hmm. this book is only what
2: three hundred and thirty pages ish.
0: Yeah, in, what, maybe 20-some chapters?
2: Yeah. And
0: half of it is, well, near half of it is this manuscript. So we get to the point where, well, uh, I might be jumping a little ahead here. But yeah, Asperger's.
1: (laughs) Now, when it comes to Loan and Jeremy, they have this, like, moment of small intimacy. Where he bakes this cake for her birthday and they go out to dinner and they come back and they start That's when he
2: makes the cake. When they get back. Yeah.
1: So then they start like making out on the couch and all it's good. And then all of a sudden where she's laying on the couch, she can see the stairwell and she looks over in the middle of their makeout session or whatever, she looks up and sees Verity standing at the top of the stairs. Or what she thinks. Is Verity? I
2: just got chills again.
1: And she bum, bum, bum. freaks out, stops everything. <laughs> she's like, Verity, Verity confides in Jeremy, and he's like, That's impossible. That's impossible. She can't. She can't walk on her own. That. That can't happen. And then goes upstairs, and she's asleep.
0: I'm not gonna lie. At this point in the book, I kind of questioned it a little bit. I was like, I wonder if Lowen's just insane. I was like, you know. Yeah. Maybe th- that's where this twist is going to happen in this book. Mm-hmm.
2: I could see where you get that. Because she's she's having these strange encounters regarding Verity constantly at this point.
0: Well, and we know that she sleepwalks, we know mm-hmm. that yeah. yeah. You know, there's obviously some other mental issues involved with Lowen.
2: Well, and that's a big concern of Lowen's at this point is her sleepwalking that she's always done because she says that She's injured herself before and she, you know, has concern for others. So, um, she asked Jeremy to put a lock inside her room so that she could lock herself in and not have to worry about ending up out at that point. And what is it that same night she ends up going to bed and either forget, she doesn't remember whether she forgot to lock her room mm-hmm. or what, but she wakes up in the morning in Verity's bed <laughs> is not that, that night yeah. that morning yeah freaks the heck out Ugh. i think she actually
1: screamed and runs
2: yeah she yeah. did she yeah, blah, blah, blah. was like inconsolable and uh, and jeremy like heard her and caught her as she was running out the door and then started getting defensive wondering why why she was in <laughs> verity's room but he follows her back down to the master and um. So she tells him the whole situation, and and he offers then to put a lock on the outside of her room, so that he can lock her in at night, so she doesn't have to worry about that. Which weir- weird, like what? who, like that's who not even that? a realistic situation. So this is it was why just kind of like, weird.
1: Yeah, because of this situation, I was like,
2: who, who thinks of that? But immediately when that. When he offered to do that, I immediately knew the Verity was going to lock them in there at some point. Mm-hmm. Which, lo and behold, lo and lo and behold, <laughs> <laughs> that does end up happening.
1: Yeah, because they have a night where they finally have sex in their own old bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Because she, she was so freaked out at that point. Yeah. yeah goes into her room and is like, I'm going to have sex with your husband, blah blah, 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 blah. And like tries to entice her to like, yeah, make a move or something like that because she thinks she's faking. Which, yeah, by
0: because, the way, good on Verity for holding it together during that. Holy cow. Yeah. Because
2: she gets right in her face and she's like, I found your manuscripts. I know what you did to your, you know, mm-hmm. what the whole situation is with your daughters and, and, um, yeah you know that's fucked up and she doesn't respond so then she gets further in her face and she's like and i'm gonna fuck your husband in your bed tonight and nothing and she does do that
1: And she, she does <laughs> she does do that so but they so jeremy spends the night in the room and they wake up early because he wants to go back before crew wakes up mm-hmm. and uh come to find out that someone had locked them in <laughs> he's it's like locked. oh it
2: must just be stuck and she's freaking out she's like no Verity no, Jeremy. It. Verity locked us in, mm-hmm. and if she did that, then you need to go find Crew because I bet he's not here. Yep. So that's they were on the first floor because he crawls out the window. Remember? Yeah. For some
0: reason, I just I really thought the office was on the second floor.
2: Yeah, being able to look down at the backyard did it right, kind of give you that, which would make sense, right? But I their wonder, yard the must be a slope, right? Yeah, down to the, down the pond, to the lake, lake. Yeah.
0: That would make sense. I don't know. I had a lot of points in this book that were like very visually.
2: Challenging. Yeah. And that's just one of them.
0: Yeah. Because we didn't get like.
2: A house tour. A house <laughs> tour. You know, a lot of
0: descriptors for the yard itself. We kind of got a description of the mansion that she pulled up to, but. Yeah. It would make sense now that you said that, that, you know, there's a patio and then maybe there's yeah. a hill now. Yeah. Down to the lake.
2: Yep. So he crawls out the window, goes in, unlocks the door, and finds crew, what, up watching his iPad with Verity? Just fine? Something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're both good. And then he starts, like, slamming the door, and he's like, oh, if I slam it, it'll lock on its own, so that must be what happened. And he's kind of... Oh, okay.
2: Okay. Like, gaslighting, uh, lowing a little bit to, you know... You're just imagining things like it's, you know, don't whatever sort of thing.
0: So Lowen has this freak out and then decides that she's going to finish the manuscript. Yep. So we finally get a section where she's like, I just skipped a, skipped a few chapters and got into the, the meat at the end, which yep. is Chasten's death. Which we find out was because of a peanut allergy from the manuscript.
2: Yep. at a sleepover. At a sleepover that um, Harper was Harper also. was also at. So she says that she blames Harper, knows that she somehow managed to finally kill her. Yeah, because they said the girl while they were away. The girl
1: sneaked out sneaked down to the kitchen in the middle of the night and grabbed a snack and didn't think anything about it. Yep. And when they found Chaston the next morning she didn't wake up. She was just on herself.
2: She immediately thought Harper had something to do with it, so she started planning at that point
0: yeah we get we get a few pages where she's she's blaming Harper, so well, Harper's never really seemed sad about it, and then she blows up at Harper and yeah uh, you f- i f- I feel so bad for this little girl mm-hmm. while reading through this manuscript because it's like one no child deserves. Any of that. No. And, I mean, you've had an absent mother. Yeah, I kind of feel like maybe her not showing emotions is Mm -hmm. on par, is okay.
2: Mm. Well, and to do a little bit of backtracking, you know, five years prior to that, she wants to spice things up, rekindle something a little bit with Jeremy and said that, it seemed like his favorite time was when she was pregnant. So she lies and tells him she's pregnant and he, you know, gets all excited and happy again. And I'm pretty, she said I'm pretty sure she tells him that
1: she's pregnant and lies about it when they're arguing because she doesn't ever talk about Harper. Yep.
2: yep I think right that's after like the that. same yeah, conversation. Yep, exactly. And, and um, he was
1: just all over her.
2: Yep. And she's like, it really didn't take too long. It was less than a week before I was actually pregnant after I told him that. crazy yeah so So at
1: this point yeah when Justin dies they also have crew yeah their
2: son Hmm. (laughs) so that last that last chapter of the manuscript
0: (laughs) Verity and Jeremy uh, Jeremy leaves for the day he's he's got to go to the office and do something I don't remember exactly why
1: he might be going
2: to and get he groceries. Tells, he tells he's going Verity. to get groceries. Yeah, he yeah.
0: tells Verity to take the kids outside, so she does.
2: She said go. He said go play by the water. Right, because they were wanting to do stuff.
0: So Verity, in her extremely fantastic motherly mind, decides to put the kids in a
1: canoe with no life jackets. With no
0: life jackets.
1: Mm-hmm. Having then, having a plan. Yep. So she's in the back, Crew's in the middle, Harper is up front. On the canoe.
2: She says it's her perfect opportunity.
1: So.
0: So what does she do? She tips the canoe. She and tells. Then swim. Yeah, she tells. This is very important. She tells crew to hold his breath. She whispers it in his ear and then tips the canoe.
1: Yep. Saves crew.
2: Brings yep. him to yep. shore. Slowly. Slowly takes them to shore. Yep. And saves crew. And as he's screaming
1: for Harper... On the shore, she tells him to go inside and call its dad. And she just kind of lingers. Meanders. Swims out slowly. So when Jeremy and the police get there, it looks like she's doing everything
2: she can to save this child. She saw the upturned canoe and had to check under there to make sure that she didn't, you know, get up under the canoe where there was air. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: So Jeremy gets home, jumps in the water finds harbor's body entangled in a fishing net Mm -hmm. in the weeds Mm -hmm. gets her out devastated
1: and she's she's dead Mm -hmm. so and he does not look at verity after that no and then
0: i believe this brings the manuscript to an end doesn't it or was there another chapter where
1: that was it because then everything else after is the letter that's found later
0: but no Verity essentially says, well, if he's not going to love me, then I'm just going to
1: go wrap myself around right. a tree. Right. She's going to Right. Herself. But that was the end of the manuscript. That was. Yeah. Right. Yep. Then was the end. Yeah. So. So Lowen's struggling with not only the content of what is written, but also of if she should tell Jeremy what really happened. Which I think
2: she's leaning toward giving him the manuscript. Yes. But she had
1: also been kind of pushing Jeremy into sending Verity into a long care facility because she feels bad that he's living Held with back. all of this. You know, he's putting all this money into home care, which is insanely expensive.
2: Well, and she says she's worried for crew and what this is doing to him mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Yeah. So um, once she, she seems to generally, genuinely yeah. care about crew. Yeah.
1: And once she finished this manuscript and she had kind of decided that she was going to take it to him and be, hey, you need to read this. He had come to her and said, hey, I contacted someone about putting her, Verity, into a facility. All this stuff. We're talking about moving, all these things. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, okay, well, I would don't, don't want to do this to him. Yep. I don't want to put this on his mind. I don't want to you know, ruin his image of her, whatever, whatever her reasoning was. Yep. So she just lets it be. What
2: what was, (laughs) what was the situation that finally made her want to set up the monitor?
0: It was the door locking situation, wasn't it? Wasn't that why she...
2: I think it was after that. Maybe, maybe it was after she finished the manuscript and she was like really having an issue with her crew hurt himself. Oh yes.
1: Yes. And she was asking something about his mom and sh- he said, my mom told me not to talk to you. If you ask me questions about her. Yep. And she's like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> so Jeremy takes crew to the hospital.
1: Yeah. And for, asks- like- he bit down on the butter knife. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He bit down on the butter knife yeah, and cut because his is- it because He didn't
2: want to tell her anymore. He was, you know, like yeah. some sort of reaction. Yeah, she can't. was making
1: lunch or something. Yeah. yeah.
2: So he bit down on a knife, started bleeding in his mouth, and Jeremy was like, I got to take him to the hospital. He's going to need stitches. You need to stay with Verity. I can't leave her alone. Yeah. And Lowen's like, oh, fuck that. I don't even want to be in this house anymore, let alone with, mm-hmm. with her alone. Yeah, because everything's
1: been extended out. Like, we're like two, two, yep. three weeks in right now.
2: So she goes down into the basement to find the baby monitor because she had to go down there with Jeremy at one point way earlier in the book um, to find something. I don't remember. He, she helped him ke- carry a up fished, an aquarium yeah. for the turtle. And, um I immediately
0: thought of your husband, by the way.
2: Same. Well, Nick was reading the Spark Notes <laughs> with me, and he got very excited at that point.
1: He's like, oh, maybe I should read this book. And I was like, it's not about fish, so don't get excited. I think
0: Nick needs a turtle.
1: <laughs> do you know turtles like chirp like birds yeah we we had turtles growing up my uh yeah my freshman college roommate she had a turtle his name was dexter and it chirped all night long (laughs) i hated that thing she
2: never brought him back but anyway so she noticed when she was down there the first time she made note of um the baby monitors that were hanging out of a box because Mm -hmm. she had recognized them from reading about them in the manuscript being turned off so she knew that there was monitors down there. She went to go find them while they were alone to set it up and hopefully catch something. And she goes down there and realizes the boxes are moved and that the box with the baby monitors is now on the floor. But she, So she takes note of things being moved around, but finds the monitor and goes and sets it up in Verity's room and then goes back to the office to do some work. But has the monitor in her sights to be able to hopefully catch her moving around doing something so but she doesn't do anything in the couple hours that Jeremy and crew are gone and they get home and he's got some stitches and and is knocked out on pain meds and Jeremy takes him upstairs to go put him to bed and I think that's the time when she looks at the monitor and sees Verity down on all floor all fours on the ground, and freaks out. And so what she
0: she runs to she Verity yells
2: the room. Mm-hmm. she yells and she can see that Verity sees that she yells because she mm-hmm. you know I don't know looks or whatever and runs to Verity's room. And Jeremy then runs in there too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and Loan's trying to pull her out of the bed.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, because she is. had
1: she had hop- hopped back into bed at that point to make it. Obviously, like, nothing, nothing changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's literally, like, pulling <laughs> pulling this woman out of bed, trying to, you know, be like, no,
2: I saw you, I saw you. Yeah. And he's
1: sitting there like, what the hell are you doing?
2: I think he's kind of getting mad at this point, too. Yeah, yeah. Because he pulls her off of Verity mm-hmm. and puts her nicely back in bed. He must think she is just a psycho woman.
1: Like, talking about, point. like, how, what he thinks is his vegetative state wife moving and walking.
2: I don't know i got the impression a couple times that he really was reconsidering thinking that that might be something that could possibly be going on
0: yeah i I, you would have to imagine i would love a a book in this series from his point of view Mm
2: -hmm. simply (laughs) it'd be really spoilery from the beginning yeah, I was going to but... say, we, we, it wouldn't be. We <laughs> would this know book's not over yet. <laughs>
1: yeah, we would know the ending for sure.
0: But, I mean, just from the time frame that Lowen gets to the house to yeah the Verity stuff, because I would like to see if he's noticing any of these little things that are happening around the house, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Because, I mean, Crew has had to have slipped up with him at some point also. If they, he's done it at least mm-hmm. three times with Lowen, and she's only been there a couple of weeks... Right. He's had to have slipped up with Jeremy at some point. Right. And then Jeremy just chalks it up to, you know, kid speak. But. True. I'd be. Yeah. I'd be questioning yeah. things if it were me. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but so she pulls her off Verity and she's like, no, you need to
2: read this. At least the last two chapters. So she leaves them to himself mm-hmm. to read through it. Yes. And then monitor's still on. Here's a gut wrenching cry from him. Yes, and she sees he is
1: now in Verity's room, yelling at her. Yep. The so act is up. Tell me, tell me what happened.
2: If you don't respond now, I'm taking this to the police. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. And uh, she finally gets up and is like,
2: and <laughs> the he, <jig> is up.
1: <laughs> he is so pissed off that he starts strangling her. Mm-hmm. So
0: Loan comes into the room and is essentially like, hey, you don't want to do that.
1: Think of crew. And so in my head at this point, I was just like, okay, she's being rational. Like, calm this man down. Yes. And then all of a sudden she says, you have to make it look like an accident.
2: Yes.
1: I'm like, what? <laughs> if you're going
2: to do this, you have to make it look like an accident. Because I really
1: did think, like, she's saying, no, like, think of him. Yeah. Like, otherwise he's not going to have either parent. Same. And- Then she just just
2: went from crazy, like went absolutely crazy after this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he said, make her throw up. And then it will look like that. She choked on her vomit and aspirated,
0: which, you know, that's how she was going to kill Harper Harper
2: as an infant. Mm -hmm.
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah. So
1: then he kills her. They go to bed and they're like, oh, we'll just find her dead.
2: We'll in never the We'll never speak of this again mm-hmm. after we leave this room. She died in her sleep. Yep. She died in her sleep. She died in her sleep. Yep. Like it was stressed. <sighs> and she starts like freaking out like, "Oh god, he just did that. Like we just did that. What mm-hmm. did what just what just happened?" It was a whole turn for me character-wise. But, I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. But I mean, after that, the the police come and they find her and they have her cremated, mm-hmm. and Crew's distraught. But what does it. Is it right then that it skips to seven months later? No,
0: no, no, no. Um, it's before.
2: The last chapter is seven months later.
0: Yeah, there's there's a, a small section where Loan is back at the house with the Crew, and. But. She's pregnant. It's like that's, three yeah. months, maybe. Right. That's no, the
2: last chapter. It was, yeah. It because it, it was after that that I thought it skipped to seven months later. Yes. Because oh, she's very pregnant. Yep. And they're finally selling the house because they haven't been living in it. Right, and she. And they that's came when back she's with.
1: Sell. That's when she's with Crew, and he says, "My mom used to hide things under the floor."
2: As- or. Something like that. He had to go get his knife and stuff out of the floor. that He had to go
0: get his pictures.
1: Oh, his
2: pictures. She's like,
0: I used to draw pictures for my mom, and she put them in the floor.
1: That's what it was. So she goes in there, and she finds the missing knife and a letter addressed to Jeremy.
0: Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. So she reads the letter. And it's essentially Verity's um, confession that the manuscript was written as a form to help her get past writer's block. Yeah. That one of her... It was a writing That her
1: editor, Amanda, had encouraged her to right. do, to and, get in that mindset.
2: And this letter was written the night that Verity locked them in the master bedroom. Yes. Yes. Yes, and her plan
1: was to find a time to take crew away. Yep. hmm Yeah, and that everything was just written as... An antagonistic journaling project, just a way for her to use to better her next books.
2: And she said, "I can't believe when you found this manuscript
1: that that you believed, <laughs> that, you
2: believed that I could do that." Which one? We find out that he found the manuscript before uh, Lowen showed him. Got mad. Choked very. Got mad. Choked her for the first time. Right. And then
1: she woke up bound and gagged and tied in her car and he staged the accident. Yep. And so she has since been pretending to be unresponsive so she could find a time to take away her son.
2: Yep. She From this
1: crazy man.
2: She was comatose for what, a couple weeks and then woke up and just kept it quiet that Mm -hmm. she woke up. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. So, Loen doesn't know what to do. She's kind of like at first believing the side that Jeremy had already seen the manuscript, but then had lied to her
2: mm-hmm. about
1: not seeing it. And I can't believe he would do that. But then she changes to, well, what if she's lying? Yeah. And ultimately decides not to show him the letter. Yep. Destroys it.
2: And I think that's the she end. puts it
1: back in the floor. Which
0: doesn't make any sense, by the way. Why would you put the letter back in the For floor real? when you're selling the stupid house? I hated the <laughs> I hated the main characters in this book.
2: Which that was pretty that was the end of the actual book. Yes. Yes. They they sold the house. They okay. did. And that was the end of the book. let so, probably ever after.
0: So 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 so. Yes. The end of the book, before the extra chapters. I didn't know there were extra chapters.
2: So yeah, there was an epilogue that was not printed in the original book it was only in the special copy so
0: before the epilogue team manuscript team letter
2: Mm. um team letter i i thought we were all freaking tricked but i was of the mindset of how could someone even write those things As a mom. Well, well, especially Harper's death. She
1: wrote like days after it had happened.
2: Yes. I I was like... I, I definitely thought... I got the impression of whatever in the letter being how it was. But then I also was like, she's still a fucked up person. Because how could you actually write any of these things even if they were fake, especially if it was the total opposite and you were as in love with your kids as you should be.
0: Amanda, team manuscript, team letter before the epilogue.
1: I think I was team manuscript. Okay. What about
0: you? Oh, it was hundred percent team manuscript because
1: I didn't trust it. I didn't trust her, but yeah. I might've felt differently if I had read things the opposite way.
0: Right. I, um, the reason I'm team manuscript at this point in the book is because you don't write that stuff, even if your editor's telling you that. Yeah. And you, you don't have a solid state of mind. So I'm like, yeah. I mean, she wrote the letter as a way to try to get Jeremy to forgive her. And it was just a BS kind of which I can at the very end
2: I can totally see that and I think maybe I was leaning to I'm like I'm not team anything but like I was leaning toward the letter being truth because I think coming into this as a in the perspective of a mom I can't imagine the other thing being true I can't Mm -hmm. physically I cannot wrap my brain around everything that happened being truth even though I know that's like something that totally Mm -hmm. happens me as a person cannot grasp that so I think that's why I was like okay the letter it was it was a thing even though it's still a fucked up thing but okay Mm -hmm. but like looking back at it and seeing like from an unbiased perspective she probably was just trying to get in good graces again
0: That's, I mean, that's one hundred percent where my mind went. Is she wrote this to kind of BS her way out of it? Yeah, hopes that he would find it, and it's too bad he didn't Mm because I would like to see that. But yeah, so epilogue. Yep. Um. (laughs) I didn't know this existed. I had to go find it on Reddit (laughs) because Jess had the book. So I'm reading, like, pictures of these pages.
2: Yeah, so the epilogue. They, what, they bought a home um, near the ocean? South Carolina. South Carolina.
0: The OBX.
2: (laughs) In the Outer Banks. For Lone and Jeremy and crew and Nova. 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 Baby girl Nova. Because she she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the end (laughs) of the last book. Very pregnant. Because they were having because, a lot of unprotected sex. Well, no, and at one point they, like, they finish, he finishes, and she she's like, mm, we're just gonna lay on a pillow and uh, make sure this whole thing happens because he deserves to be a father again. Like, she totally... Totally made, made that happen. She's a psycho. Yeah. She's like, he deserves to be a father again with someone that actually like is a good mother. I really don't like her. So Honestly, I did not like her character. She definitely uh, made that pregnancy happen. Ugh. Even Gross. I mean, it was both their responsibility, but she, she helped.
0: Okay. Anyway. So, Notes version.
2: Um, <laughs> they go to the beach. Yeah. Their old... Jeremy goes on a run. Yeah, and she's hanging out with Crew. Old neighbor finds Crew,
0: talks to Crew, realizes that Lowen is there with new baby. Puts two and two together that Jeremy was cheating on Verity with Lowen. Jeremy shows up, kills Patricia.
2: Yes, because she realized that he was cheating, and then she ended. You know, Verity ended up, or he was cheating, and the Verity ended up dead. So it was just like really conspicuous
1: yeah she's trying to put connect all the dots
2: yeah and or at least they assume that she is going to try and connect all the dots and start some sort of drama when they have gotten away from everything
0: so he drowns her in the ocean and then they go home and the news says somebody drowned looks like an accident
2: (laughs) yeah and and lowen's freaking out at this point because she's like he's killed once he's killed again. You know, he says, we've done these things. I'm an accomplice. Like when he gets tired of me, is he going to kill me? Like.
1: Yeah. So she's she's questioning that maybe he is not the person I thought he was. Yeah. And maybe what Verity said in the letter is true.
0: It's so interesting because I mean, beyond the, the smut of it all. Um for the first section of this book, Jeremy comes off as a semi decent
2: genuine guy. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And I mean, of obviously nobody in the world is perfect, and he's written to be perfect in Lowen's eyes. Um, but this these two chapters just flip the whole first section of the book on its head because mm-hmm. you realize that. No, Jeremy is not a good dude, yeah um crew well, is a little psychopath he
2: is well he is very understandably messed up because his entire life has just been insane
0: well and yeah i I mean I agree um but he he essentially the baby's crying while Jeremy and Lo are in the shower, and he takes the baby outside
2: and just puts her outside just just puts her
0: outside so here's here's an interesting question you know we get this scene where jeremy walks out to crew Loan goes and gets the baby and takes it to bed and we don't hear anything else about crew
2: well i mean we're pretty much at the end of the book though did
0: jeremy kill crew
2: no no i don't think so he said that he yelled at him or like it said in the book that he just yelled at him which i can took
0: care of it we, I mean, there was nothing else after that. They both they laid in bed, and Loan's like, "I'm pretty sure he's going to kill me someday." And then that was pretty much the end of the book.
2: Yeah, I don't think he killed Crew in that point in time. I don't think so either. I didn't get that no. vibe. I think he was just I can see why he did
1: just by the wording, but and that would be you know the only thing tying him to Verity exactly. gone, and he could start a whole new life.
2: I don't see it. He's but always been so in love with crew
1: but he's got another baby
2: wow I, no okay I mean, coming
0: from a father but i mean you know in the terms of this book <laughs> we have lost two children
2: which he was devastated about i see i see, absolutely devastated I see where
1: you're picking out the motive though yeah, yeah. i mean I, I just
0: i don't i don't think that i think this book left this whole story really open at the end because we know jeremy is a killer it's not out of the question that you know the the two girls' deaths were accidents but you know maybe crew is in the way of the new the new life really taking off
1: it does yeah. honestly it reminds me a lot of the show you never seen it so granted it's the perspective of a serial killer stalker. So yeah. you already know that he's a bad guy from the beginning. But in the in the show, you... So you get the perspective of this serial killer stalker, so you know he's bad. But he puts himself in these situations to where he just gets angry, and then he just kills people, and mm. then has to figure out a way to cover it up. Huh. And so it reminds me very similar to Jeremy to where it's just
2: like, okay, well... It's not planned or premeditated. It's just impulsive, right? 100%. Right,
1: yeah. And then you just kind of figure it out as you go. Gotcha. And like, Oh, this person's in my way or this person yeah. is going to figure out what I've done. Mm-hmm. So I have to kill her, but then I got to figure out this way to cover it up. So gotcha. it doesn't come back. It reminds me a lot of that hmm. type of type of thriller, honestly. Cause yeah. I, I mean, show you has like three freaking seasons of all of that. So,
0: so we hit the end of this book. Does it change your opinion on team manuscript versus team letter? No. It kind of did mine a little bit because I, I mean, I feel like.
2: I think with the reading the extra chapters, it made me question it even more.
0: Right. I
2: It made me really unsure.
0: I was really kind of like, no, Verity's, Verity's a psycho. But by the end of this, I was like, well, obviously they're both psychos. So I, I kind of I- just fell somewhere right in the middle. Like there's no truth to the manuscript. Well, there's no truth to the letter.
1: Well, I thought they were both psychos, because, I mean, who just, like, gets angry. I mean, I understand, like, he read the manuscript and believed that, but then just killed his wife. I was like, I think that there were better ways around that. Granted, he had someone behind him antagonizing him the entire time, but I feel like he kind of got a taste of it then, and then just like, oh, why well, I can just solve all my problems like this. Right. Especially when it was something that drastic, where he actually did kill his wife, so what extent are you going to go to keep that hidden? Mm-hmm. You know? So. Yep. But ultimately, did you guys like it? I All did. Right, let's rate it.
2: it. It it kept me on my toes. Like, I, I definitely was wanting to see what happened next constantly.
1: Mm-hmm. So what, what rate would you give it?
2: Mm, I'm going to go a solid 4.5.
1: I'm going to go 4.3. Honestly, like I said, I read this book in an entire day. Because I just couldn't couldn't put it down. Mm -hmm. So good.
2: What's your low rating, Sky? Because you always do that.
0: Look. Listen. Listen. Listen, Linda. Listen. It it's not a bad book. I mean, I I enjoyed it. Um, I found it really predictable. And I would have liked the book more without the extra chapters. Just kind of an open ending where it's like, I I just didn't need them. Mm. Um, I'm going to give it a 3.75. I mean, it was good. It kept my...
2: (laughs) Not doing these quarter points with you, man. Just round it up to 3.8.
0: It kept my attention. (laughs) Um, I, I, I listened to the audiobook in two days, so
1: solid 3.75 all right solid good book took your coho virginity
2: that it did
1: i don't know if we'll enjoy the others as much as this one but oh so on the cover of the book so that little twirly stuff Mm -hmm. that is supposed to represent the net that harper got stuck in
2: oh no Mm -hmm. as you
1: can see like the legs underneath
2: that's uncomfy
1: yep so my version doesn't have the epilogue in it Mm -hmm. um And so the cover is like a dark, dark green black and the net is yellow. Yep. Which is the yellow net she got caught in. Oh, Mm -hmm. interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, our copy is pretty wrecked. Barnes and Noble, thanks for that. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to A Court of Books and Booze. This has been our take on Verity by Colleen Hoover. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast and on Facebook and Instagram. If you liked what you heard, please go check out the other Golden Mojo Entertainment podcast. We have the Call Guys, the murder Nerds, Indiana Chiefs fans, Golden Image Podcast, and the United States of Paranormal.
1: All right. All in our show notes. Anything else? Till next time.
2: Read with you later.